Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I chat with Tori Doobie. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. Right. Today's podcast is amazeballs. Um, it is with my friend Tori Doobie and she is a transformational coach and I'm going to let her kind of introduce herself. This podcast is basically for anyone to hear because it was so full of information that you can put into your life and use. We talk about manifestation. Um, we talk about, you know, breaking through kind of past beliefs and stories that we tell ourselves. Um, we talked, we talked about our purpose and how to up level and self-sabotage and abundance land and lack village. I mean, we go in all sorts of directions but it's all tied together and it really is all about connecting you back to yourself and knowing yourself a little bit deeper. So Tori is going to talk a lot about those. I mean, get your notepad ready. Like this one is one that you will want to take notes on. And um, she's got an awesome little manifestation um, tool bag that she's giving you guys or toolkits, whatever you want to say, I guess, um, at the end of the interview. So that can be found over in our show notes. So if you guys are looking for that, head to andreaclausen.com backslash podcast 162. And that's where you can find um, the toolkit and the manifestation kit that she talks about um, for the weekly challenge. All right. So that's where you can download it. Otherwise, enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm super excited to have Tori Doobie on with me today. And um, Tori and I just spent a couple weekends ago together uh, at our mastermind. So I am going to kind of kick it over to you, Tori, and let you introduce yourself like who are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. <laughs> also super awesome to e e see you again after we just spent the weekend together. I know. Yay. Yes. So on paper, I am a holistic nutritionist, hypnotherapist, and life coach. In action, I'm a transformational coach guiding women into new levels of leadership, wealth, and impact. Mm, I love that. And what does that mean? It... Uh, <laughs> Honestly, it means, dude, we all have this massive vision within ourselves. And really the question is whether we are brave enough in this lifetime to step into it. And I'm just continually reaching out my hand and pulling women into that vision. So through coaching, through hypnotherapy, through building out these micro protocols that support them in their moment to moment decisions so they can just make more empowered decisions and yeah, step into new levels of leadership, wealth, and impact. I love it. So one of the things that I want to talk about today is self-sabotage. And mm -hmm. you talked about this a little bit when we you know, were in person and you were talking about it's a good thing. So I think that might be kind of a new script for people to be like, wait, what? That's a good thing? So can you kind of expand and tell us more about that? Yes. I love self-sabotage. <laughs> I just had an awesome week of self-sabotage. <laughs> I Okay, so I believe that the three steps to positive change are willingness, awareness, and empowered choice. And willingness, we understand willingness. Willingness is being able to raise your hand and saying, okay, I understand that if I want a different result, it's time to think and act differently. And sometimes that's the hardest, hardest thing to do. <laughs> We've all been in a pissed off mood and been like sitting in that space. And we know that if we were just to forgive the other person, just to let the situation go, like we, we could free ourselves from the prison we're in, but it's 
physically impossible sometimes. Like it literally hurts. Yeah. So the first piece is willingness. We have to step into something else to get a different result. The next piece is where self-sabotage comes in. We need awareness. We need to understand our patterning. We need to understand our own bullshit. We all have a specific flavor of bullshit that we're really, really, really good at. Mm -hmm. And self-sabotage points that out. If you start being willing to see what your specific flavor of shit is, (laughs) then when it pops up, it can just be a tap on the shoulder to say, hey, we're there again. It's time to realign. It's time to take better care of ourselves. It's time to focus again on mindset. It's time to refine. It's time to hone in and make sure that we have this solid foundation to stand upon because we cannot step into new levels of leadership, wealth, and impact without the foundation, like the simple stuff in place. And then the third step to positive change is empowered choice. And it's through collecting that data, through being willing to stare at that data and go, okay, this gets to stay, this has to go, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's uh, a person that I've had in my life for a long time, even if it's a habit that I'm scared of letting go of, like it has to go because the next version of me has higher standards than that thing. Mm-hmm. And these little micro empowered choices lead to the massive empowered choices, which lead to the massive action and therefore the massive shifts. So why I love self-sabotage is it's really illuminating. It lends to that data. One, we get to figure out what our patterning is. Like I know for me, after having an eating disorder for over 10, 13, 15 years, I know that when I start self-sabotaging, it's usually in the flavor of something body related, something food related. Mm. And instead of saying, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. I still can't figure this out. I just go, oh, okay, thank you. If I'm getting panicky about my body, if I'm getting panicky about exercise, if I'm getting panicky about food, it means I need to go back to the basics and I need to rebuild that foundation. Number two, if you are continually self-sabotaging, it means that one, you're not connected deep enough to your bigger, bigger, biggest why, right? Like mm-hmm. you really got to paint the picture for yourself about why you care about this self-help, this self-improvement journey, like really, really paint it out, like eight pages in your journal full. (laughs) And then two, to pair with that, you need the micro protocols because it's one thing to be pulled by this big vision of like, let's say we're just continuing with the losing weight analogy. One thing if you want to say, I want to lose 20 pounds because I want to be able to go hiking with my babies uh, every weekend. I want to be able to run that 10K with my mom. I want to fit into my favorite outfit that makes me feel super empowered. Like whatever the specifics are, it's great to be tied into that. But then what are the micro protocols? Like what's, what's the daily plan? What's the weekly plan? What's the minute by minute plan if you're having a panic attack and you've completely forgotten who you are and, and what the vision is? Like what do you do in those micro moments and then we build and build and build? And like we said, it's the little empowered choices that lead to the big empowered choices and the big shifts. Mm. That answer the question. Yeah. So I want to talk about this even like more detail. So I think this is super fascinating. I feel like for me, like mine is always like, I'm, I'm going, I'm good. I'm like, I'm out there. And then all of a sudden I get scared. I'm like, Oh, I got to shrink back, back, Mm -hmm. back. I'm scared. So like how, like, what are some steps? So I'm aware that's it. Like what are like the next steps? So if people are like, okay, I know what I'm doing, but how do I kind of like get myself to not keep doing that? Or do we just keep doing it and we just are aware of it? That is an amazing question. So first, 
a huge piece of this success in any direction, success in relationships, success in your career, success in your health and wellness, like whatever it is, a huge tool is reframing. So for me, I look at self-sabotage as like the reason that you reverted is you were two centimeters away from your next up level, right? Mm -hmm. Like you were so close. I always say that you were like, leaning into the membrane of your current reality, like this clear membrane that's keeping you in your safe comfort zone right now. And you are leaning, 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 and you're about to bust through to the next level, but instead you freaked out and you just pulled off the pressure and it like bebopped you backwards. And that's mm -hmm. why you, you self-sabotage. Does that analogy make sense? Oh yeah, totally. Okay. So what we have to do in the next moment of discomfort is we have to maintain that awareness, right? We have to stay in the presence because we have to notice that next time we are feeling that urge to self-sabotage, to just like put the kibosh on all of the work to just say, fuck it, I'm going to revert back, is we have to stay a couple moments longer. We have to keep pushing on the membrane a couple moments longer. And in the micro, that feels like resistance. That's mm -hmm. like when we're standing in that moment of discomfort one that comes up for me all the time is when I'm writing or working on something important, I'm suddenly super hungry all this ever, all the time. Like every, I'm like, Oh, I need to get up and I need to get this. Oh, I need to get up and I need to get this. And so in willing to do something else, I have to sit in that discomfort and go, no girl, you're not getting up. You're going to sit for the next hour and you're not getting up. I don't care if you're hungry. I don't care. Cause really it's not true. It's just self-sabotage mm -hmm. Two. It's like, I need to sit in that discomfort to prove to my, myself that I'm not going to die. I'm going to get through it. And actually I'm going to accomplish something. And then three, it's really acknowledging like standing at that fork in the road. So every time we hit these moments of discomfort, we have two, actually we have three choices. One choice is we can opt out, mm -hmm. which is usually what we've always done. And that opt out is that self-sabotage piece. And it requires that we disconnect. We don't self-sabotage while staying completely in the present, whether you're binge eating, whether you're drinking the whole bottle of wine, whether you're calling the ex-boyfriend, like whatever your flavor of self-sabotage is, it's not done in the present because you wouldn't hold yourself to that low of a standard if you were standing in the present, really staring at yourself in the mirror and saying, hey, are we doing this thing? You just wouldn't do it. So it requires you shutting off, opting out, and then you follow through. So that's one option. That's one, one direction in the road in this moment. Check out, do what you've always done, get the same result you've always gone, right? Yep, makes the total next, sense. Yes. The next option is to stay really present, breathe through it, continue to like reach into your bag of tricks, like your, your mindset tricks, your emotional tricks, and just be like, oh, okay, I know that this is just internal turmoil because I'm pushing against the membrane of what always is and I'm ready for the up level. And you just got to breathe through it. And there's no guarantee that you're going to feel any better in that moment. There's no guarantee that anything is going to change, but at least you stay the course and you keep pressing up against the membrane despite the discomfort. And then the third option is let's change the subject. Let's get up. Let's not revert to the old self-sabotage, but let's actually pick something through the toolbox, through uh, whatever your rituals are, and change the subject and get back to a space of alignment, of emotional strength, of positivity, and then try again at whatever the task is that you're trying to complete. Mm, those are great. And one thing that you said too with alignment. So if people are like, okay, like what does alignment feels like? Like what if someone's like, I've never felt truly in alignment? Like how do people get there? Or can you explain what maybe 
that feels like. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like the term alignment now that I know what it feels like to me, but I really had to find my own verbiage to mm-hmm. understand what alignment went. And now to me, alignment is just integrity. Integrity is like my word. Mm-hmm. I hold myself to the standard of integrity. That's the only metric to me that I can judge whether I have succeeded or failed. And to me, integrity is just integration of the mind, the body, and the soul. And so when I think of integration, I think of the mind, the body, and the soul. They're all pointed in the same direction. They all want the same thing. Like I'm thinking long term in this, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I were thinking a short term win, like chugging the bottle of the wine, that would only fulfill maybe one of the mind, the body, and the soul, right? Yeah. Whereas if I'm thinking long-term, really changing my life, really stepping into new levels of leadership, wealth, and impact, I've got to be integrated. The mind, the body, and the soul have to have the same vision. So alignment is when those are all in the same line. And that's just like a strategic, logical explanation. In terms of feeling, we've all felt it. It's like that overwhelming feeling, almost like when either you're just like, writing the blog post and you don't even notice that two hours pass or it's like you've been giggling and playing with your kids on the ground and you're just so overflowing with gratitude that it does none of the obstacles in your life even matter they don't even register you just feel like okay i got this i can do it it's when we're looking at a sunset and we're just like overcome with the immense beauty of this life it's these feelings of overflowing joy of love And why those feel so good is because that's our natural state. I really believe that that's the true essence of who we are. And when we are out of alignment in that, it just means that we've just like stepped a couple feet to the left or to the right. Mm -hmm. So when we experience pain, it's not that we are experiencing pain because of the situation. We're experiencing pain because we're out of alignment. And what I love about just believing that we're just a step to the left or the right is it means we can, we can take some course of action, whether it's changing our mind, changing a situation, changing our emotions, and just take one step back over, back into alignment. Yes. That's so like, not as overwhelming. So when you're thinking, yeah. oh, I'm so out of alignment, you're like, oh, I got to do like 20 things. But rather than no being like, way. No, just one step and I'm back. You could sit in an empty room, close your eyes and, and I don't know if people are open to prayer here, but you could just say a prayer. Mm -hmm. And say, whoever is listening out there, I'm willing to feel better in this moment Mm -hmm. and and take a couple minutes and wait for it to come. Like it doesn't need to be some insane process. And the only reason that it's been an insane process in the past is because you believe that that's what had to happen for you to get back into alignment. If you surrender to the idea, to the truth, actually, that your thoughts create your reality, then if you just change your mind, you get to change the reality to something that feels better. Yes. So with alignment, I feel like the next step is like purpose. So, you know, people finding their purpose or maybe stepping into their purpose. Can you talk a little bit about that? If someone's like, I feel like I'm being called to this, but maybe they work a nine to five job and they're not sure where to go or the criticism that, you know, might come from that. Absolutely. So I really believe that this, our purpose, like the big, big, big picture purpose is we need to figure out how to get ourselves in alignment first. That always has to come first. And when we live 
in that space, which Andrew, I told you about my philosophies about abundance land, lack village. I call this space abundance land. So when we live in abundance land within ourselves, that's where the clarity lives. That's where the next steps live. Like we don't want to download the 300 page business plan for the next 20 years. That's way too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So if you're sitting in your job now wondering, oh my gosh, I have no idea how I'm going to create the business, have enough clients, find my soulmate, build the fan, like all of these things that you want. You don't want all that right now. Mm -hmm. You just want the next lily pad. You're just a little frog hopping across this big ocean of life. You just want the next lily pad. And that requires that you trust yourself. And guess what? You don't trust yourself when you're not in alignment. So number one is you got to get yourself to abundance land. Like what we talked about, you have to find a way to get your mind, your body, and your soul on the same page feeling that feeling of gratitude, gratitude and presence, those are available to us in every moment, right? Mm-hmm. You can always pull the lens back to find something to be grateful for. I have at times been, I said, like, I am so grateful that I'm on a little floating rock in space. Like <laughs> we all can find gratitude for that. Guys, yes. can you believe that we live on a little tiny amoeba sized rock flying through an expansive universe? Like that's pretty freaking yes. crazy. We can all find gratitude for that. Like there's nothing more valuable, more important, more essential to the trajectory of your life than your emotional state, than your mindset. So that has to come first. And then the second thing is most people say they're sitting in A, situation A, and they're looking over at situation B and they're saying, I want to be over in situation B. And they pour all of their focus. They like point their hose and squirt all their water over onto, well, I want situation B. Mm -hmm. Whereas when we evaluate what those emotions, what those thoughts are at the root of that is what I have right now isn't good enough. I want that over there. Right. Mm. And our thinking creates a reality. So that thinking of this isn't good enough, that's just going to continue to create a reality of this isn't good enough. So really the fastest route from A to B is to take up more space in A. And we, sometimes we think that this is a betrayal of where we want to go, right? We're like, okay, but if I'm at this job and I want to leave eventually, why would I make more friends? Why would I be more kind to people? Why would I have more integrity with my work if I eventually want to leave? But if we think of the thinking and the emotions that are behind that integrity, that taking up more space, it's, I am full of gratitude. I am worthy of the love and the acceptance and the intimacy that I get from this job. I do great work. I trust myself. I believe. And those attributes are much more likely to be the vehicle that brings you to the next thing, to the B. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I want, um, like, so your lack village. So if someone's like, what, what is lack village? And maybe even just like a thought or two that they might be thinking that, you know, maybe, they were like, oh, I didn't even realize I was in Lack Village, you know, that it seems like on the surface, it might be a positive thought, but really it's keeping them stuck. Yeah. Okay. So Abundance Land and Lack Village, they are so doofy and goofy. And I, <laughs> like, sometimes I'm embarrassed to explain Lack Village and Abundance Land to corporate people, but I realized- I loved it when you explained it to me. So that's <laughs> why I was like, I think this will help people. Because they're goofy, it just shows like, guys, this isn't that serious. It isn't. Yeah. This is yeah. fun. We showed up to play this game of life. This is fun. So I hope that next time you're really taking yourself way too seriously, you're pissed off at your boss, you're annoyed at your partner, whatever it is, you can just go, 
oh yeah, I'm not in abundance land. And maybe giggle to yourself and be like, Yee. okay. Um, but so abundance land and lack village, I wanted to create an analogy that was so definitive that there was no in between. And of mm-hmm. course, in this human experience, there's nuance and emotion. There's, there's nuance in our experiences. Yes. If you go through a traumatic experience, yes. If you are mourning and healing and there is there are many appropriate spaces in life to feel negative emotions and move through them but how many of us are bitching because of habitual anxiety habitual worry habitual lack mindset like all of this stuff like this luggage of shit that we're just carrying around that's not even ours mm-hmm. that we don't even want around that's what abundance land and lack village is for so abundance land is way down the street to the left. It is, it is 10, 10 miles to the left. And when you arrive to Abundance Land, the sun is shining. Everybody is happy because they're all living their purpose in that they, they feel rooted, they feel empowered, they feel uh, purposeful, they feel intimate. They're getting to share their inherent gifts, whether that is painting or singing or sales funnels or whatever lights them up, that's what they're doing. That is where your next uh, inspired meeting lives. That's where your next opportunity, that's where all of your paychecks are. You can only pick them up in the abundance land mailbox, right? Mm -hmm. That's where your health lives. Like everybody's healthy and working out and stretching and everybody is really fucking happy over in abundance land. Way down the street, 10 miles, the other other direction. So you can't be in both villages at the same time, right? You can't have one foot in abundance land. You can't have one foot in Black Village. You got to intentionally walk your ass down the street to arrive in Lack Village. Lack Village, it's like kind of stormy and dusty. Everybody's limping and like dragging their legs and super grouchy. Everybody's sick. There's no money. There's no food. There are no opportunities. There definitely are no paychecks over in Lack Village. And if you are in Lack Village, that's all you have access to, right? And same with Abundance Land. If you're in Abundance Land, all you have access to is that good stuff. Your ticket and your identifying um, detail to understand which village you're in is the emotion that you're feeling in the moment. So say you are experiencing shame, guilt, you're embarrassed about something you said in a meeting. We're going to put you on the spot, Andrea. Okay. If you are feeling embarrassed about something you said in the meeting, what village are you in? A lack village. Okay. What do you have access to in this moment right now? I would feel like shame and beating myself up, telling myself a story. I'm not good enough. Why am I here? (laughs) Right. And the longer you stay there, the more your health is going to deteriorate, the more that you're just going to like start filling up your social circle. down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Fill up your social circle with ding-dongs who are all have lack mentality. Mm-hmm. You're going to start hating your job. Like you only have access to the capacity that L- Lack Village has. Mm-hmm. Inversely, say you wake up on this, what's today? Monday. You wake up on this magical Monday and you take 20 minutes to do your mindset work and nothing awesome has even happened yet. You've just decided that today is going to be an awesome day. What village are you in? Abundance land. Yes. Okay. And what is, what do you have access to in this moment? I have good vibes, positivity. Usually I've got a smile on my face. I'm ready to go. Absolutely. Right. That's where your next clients are going to come from. That's where your next creative solution is going to come from. 
right? Mm -hmm. So many times we're stuck in the rut. We're stuck in the muck with something. We're pissed off about something. We, and we think that we need to fix the situation before we're invited to feel better. We're really, if that's the case, you're feeling shitty in Lack Village trying to create a solution over in Lack Village and the solution lives in another village. It lives over in Abundance Land. So the emotion has to precede the solution. And that is like, mm. if there's one thing from my work, that would be the thing that I would teach all day, every day. Cause it is, it's the most important thing. The emotion has to precede the solution. And the more that you practice that, the more that you stop trying to fix the parts of your life from a space of worry, fear, lack, the more that you commit to feeling good and the things that allow you to feel good, like going to salsa class, like coloring in a coloring book, like connecting with friends that are joyful, going out to watch the sunset, having your lunch next to the window so the sun can shine on your face. These little micro and these big things the more that you lean into what feels really good, the more you have space for the creative solution of the things that aren't working. And also most likely the things that aren't working are just going to fall off because you're spending so much time in abundance land that the lack village stuff is just going to become irrelevant. It's not going to be part of your universe anymore. Mm. And with the lack village, is that like, I mean, certain friends may be stuck down there. And so you might, yeah. you know, kind of be pulled in that direction. So even noticing stuff like that too. Absolutely. And understanding like you can't take anybody else's hand and bring them from a village. Mm-hmm. What you can do is refuse to move from abundance land and be like, it's really great over here. Oh man, I'm getting a tan. <laughs> I just made another 200 bucks. And eventually they're going to say, okay, girl, how, how do I get over there? Mm-hmm. Right. But we can, we never, we are as a coach, as a friend, as a partner, as a mama, as a dad, like whatever you are, you cannot walk over to Lack Village and, and convince somebody from that space, because that means you need to lower your emotional, your energetic capacity to Lack to connect with them. That is not a lover, a healer, a helper. You have to, the only way that it works is you have to be adamant about staying in abundance land and just keep inviting them over from that space of possibility, of creativity, of love, of intimacy. Yeah. And it usually doesn't work anyway. Cause I've had many people that are like, you need to do this. And then, you know, they sign up cause their friend did. And then they're like, Oh, I am not ready for this. And then we'll drop out after a few weeks, you know, and like trying to get my husband to work out never. I'm like, I've just given up. Cause I'm like, he'll come to it when he wants to like, absolutely. You know, right. no use like pushing and pushing. Cause then it just is like, it's useless. And then they right. regret it and they don't want to do it even more. Cause that's just the way it is. <laughs> absolutely. Some of the best lessons have come from when I drowned myself. Like I had to be so low and this is an amazing conversation. Thank you for bringing that to us to this point. Mm-hmm. Surrender is an abundance land emotion. Mm. So people need to sometimes be like a cracked egg on the floor before they go, oh my gosh, okay, I surrender. I give up, which my friend, I only realized last year, my friend taught me that I give up means I give up, like up to the sky, something bigger, whoever you believe in, whether you're praying to God, to Allah, to Buddha, to your pet rock, whatever you are praying to, giving up is saying, okay, I give my human problems up to something bigger and I allow life to unfurl as it's supposed to. And sometimes that takes complete brokenness to get to that space of surrender. Mm. Yeah. And that's the place that, I mean, 
that's not always fun to go there. I mean, that's no, like a place that most people are like, no, thank you. I'd rather not. Yes. And I find like, I will be like, oh, self-sabotage. And that's when that might come into play for many people. Mm-hmm. All about knowing ourselves. All about knowing ourselves. And yeah, sometimes just letting people <laughs> drown so they can get to a space of surrender and then figure out how to get to abundance land themselves. Mm. Yes. And I want to like, I mean, from there, so like, let's say people are like, they're doing great. We're in abundant land and we are ready for goals. What, Mm -hmm. what's next? Like what, how do people go about like creating goals or what are your kind of thought process on goals? Yes. So I love goals because I I think of them as like an emotional vision board. So remember we said that emotion precedes all solutions. So we can say that I think emotion is pretty important piece of our day to day. Our goals, where we get lost is when we try to attain a goal to get some sort of external validation, right? We, mm-hmm. we try to attain a goal because we think it will be a pat on the back. It will be a raise. It will be whatever we're seeking. We think that the external validation is the point where really, if you think of anything that you want, you really want it because you believe it will invite you to feel certain feelings. Mm-hmm. Analogy I always use is we want to win the lottery, not because we want a pile of green paper in our bedroom. Like I don't want to win the lottery so I can just stash piles of green paper in my closet. I want it because I believe it'll invite me to feel feelings of space, of freedom, of momentum, of excitement, of purpose, of intimacy, right? Mm-hmm. So really getting intimate with what these feelings are that you desire, that's your key to a happy life. So say my goal is I want to purchase a million dollar home on the beach in San Diego in two years, right? If the goal is just the house, I might come up short. I might not hit that physical goal. But if I use that goal to be an emotional vision board, I can pull from that and I can say, okay, well, why do I want this house? Because it'll be space for my family. It'll be a sanctuary. We'll have a big backyard and I see little baby feet running through the sprinkler every afternoon. I see doing art projects in the grass with my family, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I can identify the emotions behind the desire, now I know what I'm working with. Now I know that those emotions are what are essential to my core, are essential to my happiness each day. And remember those emotions, they walk me over to abundance land. That's where the next lily pad is going to be. That's where the next opportunity is going to arise. That's where the next uh, inspired person that I'm standing behind in in Starbucks, I'm going to have the courage to say, hey, I overheard what you were just talking about. I actually actually do that for work. We should connect, right? Mm -hmm. If we're not in abundance land, we don't have the courage to follow through on these intuitive pings. We don't even have our ears and our eyes open to notice all of the magic that's just right in front of us, all of the opportunity. So the goals to me, I I use this analogy. (laughs) I apparently really like analogies these days. (laughs) I use the analogy that the goals are like the bowling bumpers at the bowling game. They just kind of keep your bowling ball rolling along, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if we showed up to bowl and we just stared at the bowling bumpers, that would be a really freaking boring game of bowling, (laughs) right? Yes. The point is the movement of the bowling ball. You're the, you're the bowling ball. The movement of you moving through your life with joy, with ease, with opportunity, with curiosity, right? The, the goals are just there to, to bump you along and keep illuminating what is important to you at this stage of your life. 
And then how does like manifesting come into play? So I feel like their goals, manifesting, like how does that all sync together? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I love talking about manifesting. So <laughs> manifestation. If, and really you don't even need to understand a lot to understand manifestation, but essentially it is everything in this expansive universe is just vibrating atoms. It's just energy. Everything is energy from my hair to my thoughts, to the words that come out of my mouth, to Andrea, your microphone, to the trees outside. We are all just vibrating atoms. Energy prefers like energy. So everything in this expansive universe is defined by the frequency at which that energy vibrates. So the frequency of my microphone is different than the frequency of the thoughts that I speak. Therefore, they manifest as different things. Don't even need to understand that part. All you need to understand is like frequencies prefer like frequencies. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if I want to attract winning the lottery, right? Mm -hmm. Really what I want is those emotions. I want freedom, spaciousness, gratitude, intimacy. If I want to attract those emotions into my life, I need to step into them right now. I need to stand in what I want more of because like attracts like. So in terms of manifestation, if you don't understand any of this, all you need to understand is you need to be standing in abundance land for anything that you want to come through. That's it. That's, that's the science behind manifestation. Stand in abundance <laughs> land and the good shit will come through. Seriously. And understanding that manifestations aren't always the physical thing, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, <laughs> one day last year, I was very, 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 very convinced my best friend and I were winning the lottery. <laughs> I had on my vision board for 10 years a check that was supposed to come through on my 30th birthday which was last year for $3 million. (laughs) And the closer I got to it, I was like, wow, this has to come. This has been on my vision board for 10 years. This has to come through. Right? So a couple days before my friend called and she goes, I have to tell you something and I feel insane, but I have to tell you, I'm pretty sure I'm going to win the lottery. (laughs) And I was like, that is how my 3 million is going to come through. The day of the lottery, I kid you not, um, the world was just completely different. I said, you know, fuck it. I'm not going to work today. I'm going to the beach. I'm going to make sure that I have, do not budge from abundance land because I want this lottery to come through, right? So I'm at the beach. Everything looked different. Like the water was the most saturated, gorgeous color of teal. Like my heart was exploding. I have never felt that high of a state of just gratitude and anticipation and excitement for being alive. I was with my dog and I just, I, I, I can't even explain to you. I just was living next caliber. Like I just, it felt like I was in a Disney movie and my, my mind was exploding. Oh, what's also hilarious is like everything was just all of these little nuggets just were getting us so, so, so excited. So I don't remember ever having ever bought a lottery ticket yet. When I went to the beach, I brought my favorite book, the alchemist and I opened the book and it was August 19th and a little tiny lottery ticket falls out from the oh previous gosh. year, August 19th. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh. I'm the lottery today. Long story short, <laughs> we didn't win the lottery, but in speaking about all the things that we were going to do with the movie, with the money, I was like, I'm going to buy more plants. I'm going to hang up the art in our house. I'm going to just chill out and I'm going to write a book. She was like, I'm going to buy a new car. This is what we're going to do with the lottery. We didn't win the lottery, 
But we moved forward on all those things. We, I hung up my art. I bought new plants and put them everywhere. I wrote a freaking book. In fact, I wrote three books the next mm-hmm. month and she bought her car. So it's like the manifestation came through. <laughs> Everything that we wanted came through. It just didn't come in the form of the lottery. Does that make sense? Yes. And I think that's like, that's so huge for people to hear. Cause I think sometimes we get so stuck and like, we make our vision board and we're like, it's got to look exactly like this. And then it doesn't come and we're like, Oh, it doesn't work. And then we just throw in the towel. Yeah. Your vision board's the same thing. You're not asking for the exact specifics on the vision board. That is an emotional momentum tool, right? Mm -hmm. Look at the vision board and it's just supposed to be a ticket to abundance land. That's it. So I could, the thing with abundance land is if I want more money, I don't need my ticket, my emotions about to be about money, to get into abundance land. I can get there by thinking about exercise, by thinking about my fiance, by thinking about my dog. I can get there in any way. The only point is I have to arrive there, right? So if we use that concept with the vision board, if I just so desperately want to make money, it's probably a bad idea for me to make the whole vision board about money because then I'm going to look at it and it's going to bring up these feelings of desperation, of distrust, of impatience, right? If they're all about money, Mm -hmm. where instead it would serve me even better to just put on pictures of dogs and pictures of (laughs) things that truly make me happy that don't invite the lack village feelings in. Does that make sense? Mm, Yes. And I, I mean, even when you were doing that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had a vision board the last one I probably made. And it was, it's been a few years and I'm like, wow, I had a picture of like different cover models. Cause I was like, I'm going to be on the cover of a magazine, mm-hmm. um, you know, back in my high with my fitness days. And I had Lori Harder was one of the cover girls. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, like I ended up getting invited to Lori's like little private mastermind a few years later, which I never even until just now connected those dots. I'm like, wait, that, that, did kind of come true, just not in the way I thought it was going to look at the time, you know? And like, that's where I think sometimes we have to like, look at things in a different way. And I'm, I want to pull up old vision boards now and see like what came true that I didn't even realize, oh wait, it just manifested in a different way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. It's like, we have our humanness, like we only have the capacity to see like, 1% of what's possible for ourselves, right? Whereas why would we confine what wants to come through to that 1%? Like surrender. Surrender is an abundance land emotion. Just surrender and say, okay, I'm doing the work by having integrity with my thoughts and my emotions. That is the work that we have to do. The rest, it's like, I'm just going to let whatever comes through, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever comes through, I'm going to say thank you. And then we don't want to qualify whether it's a big or a little manifestation, because they're all gifts. They are all gifts. So if you can start appreciating the $5 PDF that someone purchased from you in the same way that you appreciate the $10,000 coaching package that someone appreciated, it's like that's the process of refining, of just being in a space of such surrender and gratitude for all of it. That's when the, like, the, the next level of manifestation starts to happen. Mm. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love that. Oh, so I have a question for you, Tori, because I think that everyone listening is also going to be like, oh my gosh, how do you become so sure of yourself? Like you are just so confident and like even meeting you in person, like Tori just has her ish together. Like how did you come to this point in your life? It's a practice. It really, I can think of even only five years ago, I had such social anxiety that I would get to the door 
like of my apartment, all dressed up, ready to go out to dinner with friends, like people that I love that love me. And I would cry on the floor and I would be like, I can't go. And it would be that resistance. Like the resistance to me, how it would come through is I would just start crying. That would be my opto. And that would happen all of the time. And I had to sit in that feedback and go, okay, what the hell needs to change? And it just been refusing to have that low of standard for my life. Like really, that's what it was. And so it's like once I I would identify something that's in the way, like an example, I was an actress in New York City, but I was terrified of auditioning. Obviously that's not (laughs) going to work. So I said, okay, well, what am I scared of? I'm scared of public speaking. Okay. What's the craziest thing I could do to overcome public speaking? I'm going to start doing stand-up comedy. Oh my gosh. (sighs) Um, In terms of my social anxiety, what is the scariest thing? Having to hold a conversation without having like one or two glasses of wine in myself. That would be the scariest. Okay, well, what's the craziest thing I do? You're not allowed to have alcohol anymore when you go to a party. So just taking that data and instead of being terrified of it and going, oh, okay, well, this is just my shit. This is just my thing. Saying, no, this is a tool for me to step into the next version of myself. And I'm sure that like, my, I have a lot of stuff that I'm still working through. And I hope that in a couple of years, like those will be gone too. Like this is a, I definitely haven't reached the end. I know that. Like I just said, I had a whole week of self-sabotage <laughs> <laughs> because I just want to continually stretch, but it has to be, you have to decide that that is what you want. Mm. I love that. And thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I can't even imagine, you know, just, I mean, again, we just met, but I'm like, wow, like having you just in tears and afraid to go out and like, a completely different story. So like just giving people like maybe confidence or even hope that they can like transform their lives by doing some of the stuff that you talked about today. They can. And also it's not that I became a new person, right? Andrea, we've mm-hmm. said that it's, I moved closer to who I am. Mm-hmm. Like this is who I was as a child. And there was just after living in New York city for 10 years, I don't know what it is. I just hardened and I got so far away from this, who I was. That's why I felt so horrible. So all we're doing, guys, is we're not trying to build new skills. We're not trying to be someone else. We're just trying to shed layers of bullshit that we've picked up along the way. So it's not, it doesn't have to be, quote, hard work, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's just you getting closer and closer to who you already are, to who you were born as. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I think of it as fun work. I'm like, ooh, shedding this, doing this. And yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to see what's under there. It is. I know you had Pam Gold on. Pam is one of my longtime friends. Yeah. Um, Pam and I used to cry. Like when we were crying, we'd call each other and be like, I'm growing. Like, just <laughs> how can you reframe it? How can you get excited about the discomfort and know? Because really, that's what it is. You're just caterpillar soup in those moments. So like you're in the little chrysalis, and on the other side, you get to be a butterfly. Mm. So can you just embrace the discomfort and move through it instead of being so freaking terrified of feeling feelings? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, I've had to work on that myself. And finally I'm like, yes, I think I'm, I mean, not ever fully through, but I'm working my way through it and much better at it now than I used to be. So that one, again, like these tools are amazing. And if people are like, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to work with you, Tori. I know that you have a fun, like you have fun making money series. Can you tell us a little bit about that and like how else people can connect with you? Yes. So I do have a have fun, make money mini series. It's just three videos and it really speaks to this. So I, my, (laughs) what I like to do is try to like sneakily make this really fun for you guys. So you don't know that you're doing work. 
<laughs> and what I also like to do is instead of feeling like you guys are at the bottom of the mountain and you need to like trek up to the top before you're allowed to feel the joy, the happiness, like that's the traditional bullshit model and it's just not real. You are allowed to feel those feelings right now. So I like to flip the script and like plop you, force you, implore you, invite you to feel those feelings of joy now. And when you're in that space, you're in abundance land. And all of a sudden you're going to notice that you have all of this stuff to be grateful for. You have all of these opportunities right in front of you, you have all these amazing people in your life. Just opening your eyes to already what you have is one of the greatest tools for finding the courage to make those refinements, to continue to move courageously towards the bigger goals, right? So this Have Fun, Make Money series, we say it's about making money, but really it's about feeling better and then the money comes, right? The, mm. the emotion has to precede the solution. So it's just a three-part video series inviting you to think different ways about something that causes a lot of people stress, money, mm -hmm. and inviting you to finally acknowledge that money is actually a really easy energy to move around. They're just little pieces of paper. That's mm -hmm. a, potentially a lot faster of a move than say like getting you to Europe, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Like you could find a $5 bill on the ground. You could scratch a scratch ticket. You could get like what's happened to me before. You could get a $1,500 check in the mail from the IRS going, whoops, right? Like money That's is so really easy to move around. So I think it's a fun place to start with people. Yeah. I, I just had that same thing happen last week. I was like, whoa, the IRS just deposited money into our checking account. And I have no idea why or how, Amazing. but they did it. And I was like, Ben, did you do this? My husband, he was like, no. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, it just comes in little ways. If you're just, again, you have to be open to it. So yes. Okay. And also like from, I love that it was the IRS because that's like, feels like the most unlikely source that yes. like, get money yes. out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm, again, I'm like, wow, this is, this is cool. So first I was like, wait, did they take it out? I was like, oh no, they put it in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you have a podcast and um, I was just listening to it. It is amazeballs. So can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Yes. Yeah, so I have a podcast called An Excellent Example of Being Human. It is a very long title, but what it means <laughs> is like you can't do this human thing wrong. You really can't. Like whatever way feels good to you, that is the way that you are intended to do this human journey thing. And the podcast is just a space for you to move closer to the epicenter of who you are, like what we've been chatting about, and just trust yourself more. So we bring on guests to have all of these different, I mean, all of these conversations have the same core, right? They're, yeah. let's feel better let's do big things. Let's help people. But I want to just really prove that it can happen in literally infinite different ways and whatever way that you are considering, whether that's you want to be a stay at home mom, whether that's you want to be a bus driver, whether that's you want to build wells in Africa, like whatever way it looks like for you, it is meant for you. Like our mentor Amber says, if the desire is in you, it is meant for you. Mm -hmm. It is meant for you and it is perfect. It's exactly what the world needs. Yes. Couldn't agree more. And then I do have one final question for you. Okay. So I always give a weekly challenge to the listeners. And then when I have guests on, I have you guys throw out a little weekly challenge to everyone. So what would you like it to be this week? Ooh, I am emotion has to precede the solution. So I, I have this morning kit. I would love to gift it to you guys. Ooh, I, I challenge it. you 
And if you don't want to do my process, then don't do whatever you want, but give your space every morning. There is no excuse. Give your space every morning, whether it is seven minutes or 72 minutes to get your mind right, your emotion in a space of abundance land. So then when you start your day, you have that emotional advantage, right? Mm-hmm. But I have a kit that it's packed with a worksheet that you can download. And it's like, I just hold your hand, girlfriend, and bring you through prompts that very intentionally curate these emotions for you. And there's also a little meditation. So I believe we need to just get the energy moving in our body, breathe a little bit, do a couple ohms, and this little 10-minute meditation you can do in your bed to just also help you move from that beta state in your mind down to the alpha state of intuition, of focus, of intentionality. So um, I invite you to spend the whole week either doing your morning manifestation kit or some other super intentional mindset something before the day starts. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Oh, Tori, this has been amazing and I have enjoyed every single part of our conversation. I cannot wait to like listen to it myself again and take notes because it's just been... You, I, I just find you so fascinating and so full of wisdom. So thank you so much. I am so honored to be here. Thank you for the invite and thank you for connecting me with all your fabulous people. It was awesome. Thank you so much. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power Podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.